Welcome to Wisdom Moment with Prophet Benjamin Fodjo. He is a voice called to restore the dignity of humanity, to demonstrate the power of the Holy Spirit, to reveal the true identity of Christ in us, to raise and build people of absolute dominion, to raise a fearless generation, to bring salvation to the unsafe, revival to the brokenhearted, liberate men from captivity, to reveal the absoluteness of the Holy Ghost, to break the walls of denomination and bring about unity in the body of Christ across the continent. And now, today's message. We are thankful unto God for the gift of life. Am I right? You know, I, I, I keep saying this here, ladies and gentlemen, that nothing brings about multiplication like the act of thanksgiving. Most believers are always waiting upon the Lord for God to do something for them before they say thank you unto God. But God never works like that. Am I communicating, friends? Yes. Anything that will have to give a man multiplication has got to do with your ability to be thankful. Now, your inability to even give God praise, even in the midst of abundance, will give you poverty. Am I communicating, friends? Let people understand that the Lord derives honor from thanksgiving. The Lord derives presence from the act of appreciation. If that makes sense. The Bible says all things were created by God to give God pleasure. In other words, the Lord has no essence in your destiny unto a man. That's why he was created. Am I communicating, friends? Yes. So you realize that when God, when God wanted to demonstrate power, he had to, he had to make mankind's own image. In fact, the Lord gave mankind honor by looking like him. <laughs> the Lord is good. Uh-huh. So whenever a believer lives through time and never understands why you were created, it's a sign that life never honored you. I'm telling you. So in the moment of thanksgiving, we are given the chance to see how God operates. Am I communicating, friends? Job said, even though he slays me, yet will I trust in him. You know, I told you that the Lord would sometimes allow things to happen to you so you could see where you stand in him. If that makes sense, friends. That is why I keep saying that no matter who you think you are, until the Lord sees who you are in a place of pain, your trust is still has no ground. I'm telling you. There are moments in destiny where you would ever question God's credibility. You're like, God, are you still with me? And you know one thing? You must be very sincere in that question. If not, you might actually deviate from God's part. I'm telling you, friends. Oh, yeah. Am I communicating? You know, some sincere people do ask questions about themselves, about life, and sometimes they become so emotional. You know, I told you that in this life, if you don't guide your emotions, you die before time. Because the enemy to your tomorrow is how you feel today. If that makes sense. Yeah. The enemy to your tomorrow is how you feel today. Let me break it down for you. I want the enemy of, of, of spirituality is emotions. Emotion will always tell you a lie. Imagine you have to fast and pray, but your body says you need to eat. If that makes sense. You, you, you need to eat two or four hours. But you've forgotten that that tomorrow you want will have to actually come out through pain and pressure. So if you listen to your present pain or present pleasure, you will lose a lot. Am I communicating in church? So like I said, never, never exhaust that ability of expressing thanksgiving. The Bible says, give unto him for his good and his message endures forever. Am I communicating in church? Somebody say Hallelujah. Clap your hands, church. Right. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Right. Are we, are we going to go, church? So let us proceed. Let, let us start. Let's do this. The book of Revelation. Right. So we are. Uh, how are you? The lady behind. How are you doing? Great. Where do you come from? Yes. From Kenya. And where do you live? Namur. And you come every Wednesday. That's like two hours of the train. Who, who brought you here? Gina. 
Okay. All right. I see. In French, I see. Wow. I'm amazed. Ah, your friend looks familiar. Have you come on Zoom before? Emily. Good. Yeah. I'm like, you look familiar. I see. That's good. Wow. So Wednesday, just so how many hours in the train? Two hours or three hours? Oh, really? Wow. God bless your heart. Great. That's there's no excuse in serving God. <laughs> All right, I see. That's amazing. I think very soon we'll start having we ask to talk to Joel. So we make our French translation very permanent here. <laughs> God is good. They'll be doing French as well. So see vous plaît, s'il vous plaît. <laughs> merci, merci, pas de quoi. <laughs> God is good. You know, also French. You know, some of us we can't speak French, I'm telling you. <laughs> God is good. Alright, okay, let's do this. The book of Revelation. Thank you, Holy Spirit. What a mighty God we serve. Wow, this is glorious. Now, before I speak about what the Lord gave us for the month of March, um, for some time now, I've been studying something. I've been studying something about the Arabs. I've been studying something about the Islamic world. I've been studying something about the Muslim community. I've been studying something about how they get to think and how they do things here. Now, I'm not saying that we should use their life as a case study. Don't get me wrong. But there is no power on earth that is so heavy enough to keep a man in a legacy state aside Jesus. You didn't hear me? There is no way in how a grace can ever come upon a man and be transferred into the next generation. The only power available is Jesus Christ. You didn't get me. The devil doesn't even have what it takes to pass over a battle until there's a trait of character. God wouldn't need any attestation of character to pass on a battle. You didn't get me. My late grandfather began this commission. And then my father picked up the mantle. In a special for God, he has moved the mantle to us. It will still continue. If that makes sense. Oh, God is good. Now, if you enter into a demonic realm, if the enemy should use somebody, the enemy doesn't have what it takes to pass over the battle to the next generation. Until that generation has a trait of the character the forefathers had. So look at Europe like this. The forefathers, they served God well. But even this generation doesn't serve God well, but they are enjoying the benefit of their service. God didn't have to wait for their character to bless them because he's sworn by covenant. So even if they go in or go without, the covenant still works for them because he can't change. You get the difference here? Great. I was like, why is it that the Muslims keep increasing? 
It looks like the, the, the wealth and the riches of the world now belongs to them. Let a company manufacture a car now. If you don't go and do the exhibition in Dubai, nobody will see the car. Elon Musk happens to be the world's richest man. And before he gets to probably showcase anything he does, he needs to bring it into Dubai. Oh, hello. I, I read an article in the flight some time ago, and I saw that they were doing exhibition in Dubai, and that's, that's a Rolls Royce car. You know, Rolls Royce, they don't do adverts. So you will never see any adverts like come and buy Rolls Royce, never. They, they, say, <laughs> they say that they know who buys Rolls Royce. Those, those who need this will come to them. Oh, hello. But for the first time, they had to go do exhibition in Dubai. So people had to come look at the car. So Rolls Royce had to break their own protocol because of an Islam. You didn't get me. There is something we, we ain't seeing. They enter into a country as a person before you realize there are many. Now, they are owning their banks. There's a bank close to where I shave my hair. Shabby bank. Then it says, if a Muslim go in, they just speak Arab with them. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. They'll give you a loan. And they'll give you time to pay back with no interest. And for some funny reasons, they're being faithful. You will see a Muslim man called Imam Akaram. Somebody will die here. They will cut that person like a normal human being who's alive. And they will give their cut to somebody else as though the person's still alive. It's like their secret stays between them. When my mom used to live in Holland, during their fasting days, if you, if you eat during the fasting period, they, they, they have every right to kill you. And they believe Allah will reward them for that act. They believe that once they sponsor any kingdom agenda, their kingdom agenda, by killing people who are enemies to Allah, they'll be rolling in heaven. I'm going somewhere. Now, we try to trace where they are coming from and we realize that the same person we want to be like is the same person that blessed them too. The Lord gave promise unto Abraham that out of your loins will I raise a generation. Ah, she's confirming. Is that out of your generation, I'm going to out of, I'll raise a generation that will showcase the kingdom and do that which I asked them to do. Oh, hello. The Bible said that Abraham couldn't stand the promise. What happened? He went into his slave. The Bible said for some funny reasons, Ishmael came alive. When the slave, which is Haggai, wanted to leave Sarah, the Bible said the angel told her to come back and serve her master or her mistress, Sarah. The Bible said the angel came. <laughs> the slave girl went back and still served them. Now, after she was done with her service, God now told Abraham, suck her out of the house. When she not left the house, the Bible says Ishmael cried in the wilderness because there was no water. When the angel heard the cry of the baby, the angel appeared and now showed the same person God asked them to suck out where to take water from. You didn't get me. The same God said suck her and the baby cried and he now appears and says, please 
Since the baby has cried, I want to give the baby water. Do you know why? Because the baby was a portrait of a covenant. Never fight a man that has covenant. They can never be wrong. I'm telling you. <laughs> no, don't try that. No matter what you say, no matter what you say, just keep quiet. When they have, you know, when, when you have a covenant with God, eh, all you do is God personified. <laughs> Am I communicating, church? What happened? The Bible now said that Ishmael saw all the things his forefathers, his father did. He, he saw the, the ordinance, the instructions, everything he did. Are you aware that just as the way 12 tribes came from Isaac through Jacob, the same thing also happened with Ishmael? 12 tribes also came from Ishmael. All what you saw the Lord give unto Isaac, the same thing was also given unto Ishmael. So just like we have 12 tribes of Jacob, we have 12 tribes of Ishmael. And if you study the world order now and look at how the UAE has risen up, you realize they are all coming from this same 12 tribes of Ishmael. The Lord gave a promise unto Ishmael that out of you shall 12 princes arise. And now the UAE has 12 princes. God's word does not lie. But the issue is, why must it fall on somebody who doesn't carry the image of God? And God to me, that thing, it will only take judgment to give the answer. But as for now, covenant is yes and amen. And the whole thing started from a woman that understood the place of honor. Even when she felt that her presence wasn't needed. You don't know how far service can go to. We have institutions that are training people to become leaders and not servants. You didn't get me. Everybody feels they become relevant when they stand behind a pulpit. But they don't know that in this kingdom you can still follow and still be the leader. You didn't get me. Mama showed me a picture of Reverend Thompson and Pastor Chris Yakelome. Years ago, they started doing secondary school days, and the man has still followed the man till date. Never forced. Never forced. When the wife wanted to separate them two, the woman had left. She couldn't. I get to me. <laughs> Reverend Kingsley said that years ago, when they used to live in the same house with Apostle Suleiman, Apostle lived in a single bedroom house with the wife and the kids. So he had to actually sleep outside. He slept on a bench in Africa. Hello? He has, he has built a school now. And the school is free of charge for kids. You don't know how far service goes. You don't know how far it is. Uh, you, you don't know how far, how far honor goes to perceiving someone's value in your heart and living by that fact. <laughs> uh, I was in Holland on Monday. So the team of the program says assets granted. Now initially I was told that there was a heavy storm, a heavy wind, so people didn't come to church. I was okay. I went to church. I still had the same, I, mean, I preached the message. In the course of the preaching, a white man told me that I was shocked with the kind of wisdom you were speaking. So I was asking God to give me what you have. He says, for the first time in my life, I heard the voice of God. He didn't pray. He saw a man personify God in his preaching. He says, no, I want to hear what you say. 
Now, the woman doesn't have young adults in, this church, in her church. These are old people. And this is from Jamaica. So her members are, you know, these people from Suriname, Jamaica, Aruba, you know, very different. So they live very different. I got to the church and the first night I could smell was food. You know, these food churches, chicken, you could smell. I was like, ah, church, you. I'm like, bros, what am I doing here? But well, I have to preach. After the service, the man came and said, I perceived the message to be mine. And I had God. And the white man for the first time was prophesying to me. I'm like, why would why would God talk to this man about himself? And talk to me about, can you, can you imagine? And the guy was perceived, he called the name of my auntie. He said, I had this name in my ears. I don't know who that person is. Oh, hello? Now, you, it is God that orchestrated that fact. But you realize that somebody opened their heart, his heart to hear from God. That is how, to, you know, you, you don't honor them by what you, you do physically. You honor them by the, the love you have for them unconditionally. Even if things within God as expected, they, what God thinks of them and how you see them is honor. You don't get me. You, you, don't, you don't honor a man because of what he does. You might be, you might be mistaken. Because you might, you, 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 might, you might get angry with some of his actions. But the very moment you perceive who they are from God, you now honor them based on God's revelation because of their life. This is how to honor people. And the church as a who has forgotten about this. So we look at men and judge them by their characters. And God says, Kai, you might be right. But look further. Today, trust me. No matter what we do, Muslims will rise up and become big. Trust me. Even though there might be no eternal relevance to the things they have, which is so useless, but at least they've understood the power of dominion through honor. Yeah. So somebody can serve a man and God bless a man. Like, look, at, look at time Abraham appeared on the earth. Are you aware this same place God gave Abraham is where they're still living now? Talk to me, church. God didn't give Africa to Abraham. He lived in the desert. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> go to Dubai, Qatar. This is a desert land. So I'm like, so how, how did God bless them in that land? Even now we have technology. Look at how they are suffering. And in those days, they had no car, nothing. And God could still bless them in the desert land. How were they able to grow crops? How? No, how? In this desert, I mean, look at the heat. And God still blessed them. So if God said, I will not allow the ray from the sun kill you, it means God could get angry and, and actually lighten the heat from the sun just to kill you. <laughs> oh, hello? I mean, they didn't even have much technology then. Their means of transportation was a camel, was a horse. Can you imagine? And then you, Apostle Paul could travel ages and miles. And they found joy in doing that. No. No. I think we've lost it. We've lost it. People just don't know how to follow what it is. No. We've lost it. Because day in and day out, when I look through life, I get to realize how life easily takes people out of the radar without a notice. Whenever you pray, Pray what my grandfather prayed. God, give me a good ending. So, you wouldn't know when you lose track of God. Because the results in life can deceive you. Where you think what you have is still okay for you, God says, Kai, you are out of, you are out of context. 
Corona. Keish. Paros apanamantaya. Let me teach, but no. I'm like, ah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's very hard to see a Muslim guy rebel against a preacher. Their sheikhs are their gods. Two of us. Even with their physical parents, they fear them. I watched a funny video on, on, on YouTube. The man said in, in Dubai, in UAE, the parents choose who they're supposed to marry. So at 30, they say, please come here tomorrow. I'm marrying Habibi. I'm marrying Habibi. You, have no, you can't say no to that. <laughs> ah, it was God that anointed Aaron as a priest unto the people. At the same time, anointed the prophetess and said, Miriam will speak God's oracle. The Bible says, Moses told them, God says that we shouldn't marry any woman outside our tribe. The next minute, they see Moses marry Ethiopian woman. And they were like, ah, why this, this imagine God says we should all fast. And you come to my house and I'm eating. What do you say, prophet? But you told us to fast. And God says, ah, why are you talking about Moses, my servant? Is it your business? God says that if I'm to enter into the tabernacle, I have dishonored my presence because the place in which I stand to give order, I can't make a case there. So God waited for them at the door of the house. He says, yeah, come out. And publicly gave Miriam a disgrace. He said, for speaking against the same thing God told her mom. So he says, <laughs> look at the wife of King David. The Bible says the, the guy danced naked and the woman said, ah, I'm ashamed. Why would you have to dance in naked? And God says, ah, but the man is praising me in his naked state. Now, the lady forgot that the realm in which David was was in the realm called the Adam realm. The Adam realm is called the realm of nakedness. You didn't hear me, church. The Bible says when Adam covered himself, God called him a sinner. When he was naked, God called him a righteous man. So that act of him being naked there was, was, was called righteousness. And she, uh, she was judging holiness from a different context. And God says, Kai, you are cursed for doing that. It's a mystery. Nah, I, I, no, I think we should take time to teach people this. Because, you know, some sincere believers to her have been fought because of the imbalance in honor. So some preachers took advantage over that to fight people. But, you know, when you are true in your spirit about honor, you know who to work with. I'm telling you. May God help us. God help us. Kaya. Judas. 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 Judas saw Jesus. Who would you want to see Jesus here? Please, if you are here and you don't want to see Jesus, can I see your hands up? You don't want to see Jesus Christ. Hey, just imagine you sleep. And you have a vision and then Christ comes to you. You, you, you know what it means to see Jesus? <laughs> I had an encounter years ago. I fasted for one year. The day I broke my fast on my birthday, I saw the Holy Ghost standing by my side. He sat on the couch and greeted me good morning and told me two things. Who do you want to see Jesus Christ? 
Jesus, oh, Jesus said, you're my secretary. You're Jesus' secretary. And he said, they will give you 30 pieces of silver. So you betray him for us. You walk with the man for three years. He had no, he had no sin. And said, okay, let, I, I can betray him. Just give them money. Of course, money now. What, what is it? Money, money, money. What is it? And what happened? Later, he realized he did a, a, a wrong thing. He was not seeking for apology. <laughs> Yesterday, I preached about this online. You're there now. Yeah. Yesterday, I had to give the church a clarion call. I had to warn people. And I told them, Father, you know one thing? You, don't, you, you can't fight a thing that has blessed you before. And expect God to keep quiet. It doesn't go, no, no, no. May God help us. <laughs> All right. Let's study this. Our time is almost up. What a mighty God we serve. So, we are talking about prophecy. I make mention of that prophecy has got to do with God communicating his intent to a man. I told you that when you go before the Lord and you speak your petitions unto the Lord, it's called prayer. When the Lord now responds to you, it's now called prophecy. So I made the church understand that prophecy is God's response towards a man's life. Prophecy is not centered about your tomorrow. Let no one tell you this. If people make you understand that prophecy is only centered on tomorrow, they are communicating from a different perspective of prophecy. Because prophecy is God being communicated through words and speech. Am I communicating, friends? And I told you that there's no way in life you can ever walk in destiny until you walk in prophecy. If that makes a church. Uh-huh. Please, let people understand this. The life you live is not yours. The life you have is not yours. Your life is God's project. Praise God. The month of April is a month of life. I will teach you why life came in existence. But for number one, let people understand one thing. that Your life was created by God to give God honor, not yourself. That is why people who live for themselves die out of time. The very moment you begin to privatize your life above God's agenda, God keeps you beforehand. Because ownership is pride in the spirit. Am I communicating, friends? Uh-huh. So, the Lord gives us prophecy so that we can walk according to the order of the life he created for us. Let people understand that God is a tree and our lives are his branches. If that makes sense. So, whatever you do as a person must give God honor and not yourself. So if God should give you an instruction and you disobey, he wouldn't want you to give this honor to his roots. He will cut you off. <laughs> oh, God is good. So you can never understand what life really means. I made you understand that life is not school. Life is not fresh air. Life is not breath. Life is God. Trust me. Let no one tell you that the best of lessons are learned through experience because some experience will cheat you. You didn't hear me. You don't need to put your hand in your fire to know the fire can burn you. Talk to me, friends. <laughs> Somebody said, experience is the best teacher. La la. Let my mom slap you and see if you're experienced. 
<laughs> you forget. It's got for, you know for two settings. You forget everything. Update everything. It will change. For two settings. You, you reboot. Thank you. You don't kind the game. One time she slapped me. I'm like, ah, what am I? What am I here? <laughs> I said, my name is now Martha for George. Like, SPS. We there. <laughs> Somebody say amen. So let no one tell you. Now, the experience you need is the doctrines God gives you. If that makes sense. Now look at me, church. When you begin to have a, a relationship with the Holy Spirit, he now tells you how to work your life. If that makes sense. That's why it is too dangerous to judge your life based on someone's standards with God. I'm telling you, friends. Well, am I communicating? <laughs> so let people understand that once the Lord begins to teach you the order of life, he wants to show you how important you are to him. My father told me that if the Lord doesn't value you, he will speak to you. So let people understand that prophecy is a form of God's trust. He just can't speak to everybody. Only few people are chanced to hear his voice. I told you that it is very possible for God to speak a word and the word will not come to pass. Not because God's so powerful, because he, he answers half of a prayer by speaking to you. If that makes sense. When the Lord answers your need, know that it took a part of your life to play a responsibility. People don't want to understand the responsibility component that brings prophecy into pass. Am I communicating, church? Great. So sometimes, eh, it will shock you that somebody will receive a prophetic work and they, do, they don't know what to do to bring a prophecy to pass. I told you that if you don't believe in the spoken word, forget, you can't walk in the realms of life. Every miracle Christ performed, he, he always began that miracle with one statement, do you believe? You know, it's easier to say you believe that God can work miracles for you until you have waited for so long that you don't see anything coming up again for you. A lady sent me a message yesterday telling the man of God, I have waited, 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 waited for a child and God isn't coming through for me. And they said that the only way to save herself is to take her womb out of her body. So she told me the man of God, they've given her a date and she has to get operated on Friday. And I said, oh, please help us, please. Brother Thomas, please come. He's enjoying the service too. Let us say amen. <laughs> so, he said, Prof, please pray for me. I said, pray for what? Pray that God should help them take a womb out of your stomach. Or pray for guidance. The Lord is good. He says, I want to hear God's voice concerning this matter. I said, no. You can't take a decision and then expect God to not come in for you. He's the Alpha Omega. He doesn't come in the middle of matters. He comes to start the matter. You didn't hear me, church. Christ was able to wake up in the middle of the storm because he began the journey with them. He didn't appear in the middle of the... Don't for, the fight, the, the Bible says, when the three Hebrew boys entered into the fire, the Bible says, and the fourth man, the fourth man was with them. They just couldn't see him. If that makes sense, friends. Great. Oh, the Lord is good. Yeah. So, let people understand that you don't understand what it means to walk in belief until you've seen doubt. Sometimes, life can push you so hard that you'll be like, can God do this for me at all? This is your problem. 
you have defined how God should bless you. So you feel that if the blessings of God are not coming through this pattern, a blessing. You have created how God should communicate his blessing to you. So you only feel that if God doesn't give you marriage, he can't bless you. And God says no. He wants to give you what you can handle at that particular time. You didn't hear me. I, a, a, a guy came to me in Ghana and said, man of God, I want you to impact me with the prophetic anointing. When I laid my hands, God told me the guy is a teacher. And that he wouldn't have to prophesy. Rather, in his course of teaching, he will be speaking the life of the people in his message. And he will get healing. So I told that boy, he says, it's very true, sir. I said, God says, stick to it. He said, no, no, sir. I want to do what you do. How you pick case in the spirit. I said, that's a problem. You, you've defined yourself based on human applause. You're assuming that people would call you this name because of what you just do. But God must actually reward you for what you do. The Lord told me that your gift is not what you demonstrate on the altar, but the love you have for him. You don't have a gift. What you see us do on the pulpit is God's office. No man has a gift. <laughs> the only gift you can have to yourself is how much of God you have in you. Am I complicating, friends? So let people understand that in this kingdom, you would have to work in total belief. Do you believe? Do you what? Praise God. State the scriptures. Anytime anyone died, Christ never raised the dead in the midst of the people in worship. Yes. He always asked them to leave the place. Because God didn't want, he didn't want to fight with his emotions over reality. Sometimes uh, people can be so sad that they get to disbelieve in God at all. Hello? Hey, life would push you to that doubting end of your life. Life. You, life will make you feel useless. Life. Sometimes people can have everything and still work in disappointment. <laughs> oh, true or false? Tell you. But you know, it's so hard for people to believe that the air you breathe is more than a testimony. It's so hard for, it's so hard for them. So it's so hard. What is it that God cannot give you? Oh, hello. Somebody say believe. Number two, you can never walk in prophecy fulfillment if you don't understand the power of prayer. I think the last time I made mention of obedience, right? Okay. So let me talk about that. I told you this. You know, before I talk about prayer, let me talk about obedience here. Please. It's an honor to be spoken to. It's an honor to be instructed. Oh yeah. It's, it's an honor for God to pick out and say, do this for me. Not everybody has a chance of opportunity. Oh yeah. <laughs> Please, forget about everybody in life. Don't, don't look at anyone doing anything that is nice. I wrote a post of recent about the things you must do in ministry. Even if you love somebody for what they do, guide your passion. Because unguided passion for another's ministry can take out of God's life. You want to be like them. 
didn't get me. If you listen to Bishop Dark's way of doing ministry, it's different. You may love him for the kind of goddess. You may not have a stamina to have religion. So God, so God, God will have to give you something that is pleasing him, not yourself. He has a way of rewarding you. You didn't get me. Ah, you think being big is, is something small. Big men don't sleep. Try and see. They can call you all day. You think it's easy. <laughs> you know, church, hear me well. Everything about the kingdom of God is built on your obedience. Yeah. Anything about God you haven't experienced because you haven't you haven't shown that willingness to obey his voice. Yes. If someone tells you that the Holy Ghost walked into the room, ask them what they did for God to them. Obedience. You don't have any other thing in this life aside obedience. Yeah. Today, many wish they could turn the hands of time so they could see how God still bless them. And God says, no, forget about them. The Lord is good. Somebody say obedience. So church, let us obey God in whatever it is. Number three, you can never walk in prophecy for a moment if you don't understand the place of what? Prayer. Somebody say prayer. Jesus began his life by praying. He began with prayer. He continued in prayer and ended in prayer. I told you prayer is not the master key. Prayer is a key. Prayer is not the key. The key is Jesus. Prayer is a key. Am I communicating, friends? Yeah. You know, please, hear me well. Never assume that the comfort you enjoy in your present state will always be there for tomorrow. A man can be rich today, can be poor tomorrow. I'm telling you. Look at Job. Job in one day lost everything. One thing he never stopped doing was to keep that same touch with God. Yeah. Oh, God is God. You know, no matter what you go through in life, you must never underestimate the power of what? Prayer. Yeah. <laughs> Some things the Lord will want to give you can only be communicated through prayer. I'm telling you, church. Oh, yeah. So, just imagine the Lord wants to tell you something about yourself. Oh, do you understand the consistency in prayer? He can't give it to you. He can't give it to you. Oh, praise the Lord. The Bible says, when Christ died and Christ spoke to them, they gathered in the upper room and prayed until the Holy Ghost came upon their heads like tongue of fire. Yes, I pray. Look at David. This man fought enemies all his life. Hello? He fought enemies with all his life. <laughs> Do you know why you are working with a friend and you can't see if the friend is an evil or not? Because you have no prayer about them. You can work with an enemy for ages and still don't know who they are. But if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Gone were the days when we judged people from who they were, for what they do. When God to that people can mismatch identities. Oh yeah. Oh, two of us. <laughs> Ahithophel was close to David at the same time close to Absalom. 
Those of you who are here who are saying, a man of God, I can't inherit an enemy. It's a quotation here. David was very close to Ahithophel. His son wanted to kill him. That same guy was also close to Ahithophel. In other words, if your friend is closer to your enemy, that your friend is an enemy too. I'm telling you. I have a principle in my life. You can't believe it or not. I can't be close to anybody who is close to somebody I dislike. I'm being honest here. It's just me. This person has offended me. So I can't be angry with this person. Be there. You think demons only affect you through demonic oppression? Uh, uh, sometimes the good you do can be the, can be the reason why I still die in life. Yes. Study the scripture. Study the scripture. We claim God told us to love our enemies. Hello? But he also asked to slaughter the heads of anyone that said that you didn't permit to come king over them. There was something we don't know about God yet. What is this? He never believed the men for what they do until he knew who they were. When they came to worship him for the bread he gave them the night before, he told you guys are hypocrites, hypocrites. He says, I can never believe in you. You came for your stomach, not for me. Openly, Christ called the Pharisees, which is a wizard. He called them vampires. He says, You vibe, you put the vipers. He called them names. He prayed the whole night before selecting 12. And even after the 12, one became an enemy. Just imagine Christ didn't pray the whole night. He would have selected 12 Judases. Uh, 12 Judases. <laughs> Can you imagine Christ walked with them for years and he asked them, are you sure you know who you're working with? Tell me. What do you say? Are you? Tell me. Someone says you are Elijah. That's life. I want you to know that no matter what you show to your friends, as a message, no matter what you do for your friends, they will believe in account of how they see themselves. Tell me. Somebody say prayer. You want to take a decision in your life. What has God said? You want to start the building? What has God told you? What has God said? Just don't wake up and then make things happen because you think you have the power to do so. Never. 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 Bishop Oedipo said he has never had stress in his life for 42 years now. He says he has never sat in, in he says never. He said because he never does anything unto God has spoken. A father in the faith in Ghana left to see him and said he went and a man was thinking at night. He says Bishop what do you do between 11 to 2 says I think. So I just think. He says, I, just, I, I just think. He says, what you see the man do now, he wrote it as, as early as 40 years ago when he lived in a single bedroom house. Hello. He says, God has told me I'll build a bigger church and the biggest church in the world. So he said that he had to upgrade how he thinks so that when the blessing comes, he wouldn't fight what God has given him. Because when God speaks like this, He doesn't show you how the blessing will come to you. Hello? <laughs> Somebody say prayer. You, you will minimize mistakes if you pray anymore. Trust me. You are getting so comfortable again. You've stopped praying. 
you are becoming so comfortable. <laughs> Praise God. Number four, you can never walk in prophecy fulfillment. So we pray now. You can never walk in prophecy fulfillment in this life of yours. Or to understand the power of fasting. You know, prayer goes together faster now. Ask some believers to fast. They will never, they will, like, they will never fast. Fast has become a problem for them. They will never fast. In our church in Germany, doing our fruit fasting, some never tried. They didn't try. Someone says, Prof, my work, my work is not hard. He lost his brother-in-law. I gave that prophecy during our fasting that I see somebody here. You're not fasting with us. You, you, your brother-in-law is a pastor. Tell him to pray against death. You know what he told us? Eh, it is God that has given and God has taken. You know, these people are, they believe that when they declare that it is cancelled, it is cancelled. Me, the pastor, I'm praying for you. God is going to pray. It is cancelled. Be there. The guy died in October. God is good. You know, I can't please pray. You have power. Bring him back to life. You're not serious. Take him, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Who said Jesus was on the day in the Bible? I'm serious. Pray, pray, pray. You bring it back. That part, me. I'm serious. Thanks, God, to me, put that same. <laughs> Somebody say amen. <laughs> I mean, how do you expect to survive as a believer if all you need to eat the whole day? Some people they eat as early as 7 a.m. Breakfast. Seven, they're eating. Eight. Someone will eat like fried egg, like five. At 7 30 a.m. And they eat at 12 31 o'clock. Very okay. And then by six, they eat again. Very okay. And they eat around nine as dessert. Ah. So demons are clapping for says Kai. He has become one of us. <laughs> Why won't you have bad dreams with this food in your body? Oh God, this is good. <laughs> oh, that is good. Oh, bless friends. When I told our church in Germany that we'll have our, our camp, whereby for three days we'll stay in one place, they were shaking. Once I prof, I have also, I have also. I have, I have a particular that I have to eat. <laughs> Oh, God is good. Oh, because fasting is so hard for them. Jesus says, this thing goeth by prayer and fasting. The Lord is good. So how well do you fast? How, how, well, how well can you fast? You, you must discern. Did you hear me? You must, you must discern. I think one have to teach you on how to discern matters in the spirit. So you can tell this day is not a day for eating. Praise God. Number five. You can never work in prophecy fulfillment if you not understand the power of sacrifice. My last point. Ladies and gentlemen, this thing has been miscommunicated among believers. I'm telling you, friends. Please let no one deceive you. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. Never assume you can ever walk with God and still keep your money with you. 
I'm speaking plain language because when I speak mysteries, it's so difficult to understand. I'm, I'm, I'm saying plain language. Never assume you can work with God and still keep your money with you. Have it in mind. You don't have any asset in God aside the presence he gives you. You don't have any property. What you think you work for is not yours. It's for him. He can place a demand at any time. You have no one to say no to it. It's that simple. Is that your, your book? Excuse me. So, I come into God, right? And then, at the end, I get this. I have no right to believe this is mine. I should be grateful I have this. I shouldn't claim right over this. Once I begin to claim right as my own, I become prideful. Because only men who talk as if they own things is God. You can't challenge God. Do you hear me? Okay. So, he has seen where your life is heading to. And he's telling you that in order for you to open up a system in a spirit that can help you connect factors here, understand the power of consistency. But you know one thing? Because believers can't tell what God is saying, it's so hard for them to do that. And God says, how can you? I want to actually multiply what you give me. Here is my revelation. Every seed you sow is a means of multiplication. <laughs> oh, hello? Then I asked God, that God, why are Nigerian pastors so rich. He told me to study how they do things. So I began to listen to them. I was listening to almost every preacher. And one time in my dream, I heard Mike Modok. So I woke up and then I went, I listened to the man's preaching. And he was talking about the Nigerian churches, why they are rich. And he said he went to Nigeria and then when the pastor's head, he came to town. Some came with a million dollars. Some emptied their church accounts. Came and said, We want the wisdom you have on your head. Because you are so wise in your speech. So let what you have on your head fall upon us. He gave the seed to the man and then he, they prayed for him. So the next time he came back, the same person that came to kneel down for prayer, he now had to go kneel down before the man and say, Please pray for me now. He said, How were you able to build this in one year? Oh, hello? You know, if you look at your situation and say you don't give, you remain in that situation. Because only those who are determined can look beyond. Papa, things are hard for me. I'm paying too much bills. That bills, it can squander in one day. God has a way of releasing the grace upon your life that can ease that pain in a minute. I'm telling you, friends. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I went to this church in Holland. The members were few. And I called them. I said, please, let's just do a seat of 100 euros each. And almost everybody came outside. The one of God sent me a testimony today and I'm shocked. You know, some of the very blessings, it's easier to hear God if we're given. I'm telling you. Anytime
time a man begins to give, you enter into the image of a son called Jesus. The Bible says the only way destiny could approve of him as good was the fact he gives life. You didn't hear me? So a man's highest form of worship is sacrifice. I'm telling you. Some believers, eh? They will never give in church. Never would they give. Because you are told to work hard. Work hard. Save money. Make sure that the, the, this working hard will protect your life too. Do you hear me? Work, work hard. Make sure that when you sleep, the money becomes your governing factor. Pray that your money should save your life. I will never forget this prophecy. This Frenchman came to my church from, from Congo. The guy said, Prof, my sister has health issue. So I want the church to give me money. And I said, my brother, this is not called Damascus Christian Western Union. So, sir, but when we give the money, you have to keep the money for us so we can come back for help. That day, I think I, I, was, I was fasting, so I was weak. I couldn't talk much. I didn't talk much. And number two, he was also very old, so I didn't talk much. I said, God bless you, sir. He left. I was having service the week after, and I said, So, go come here. He came. I said, God says there's 50 euros in your pocket. It's very true. So I said, God says, Drop on the altar. He said, Ah, <laughs> my brother. <laughs> God saw the 50 in my pocket. And God said, Drop on the altar. Where will God come and pick the money? Where will God? Where will show me? Where? Where will God? And the man left outside. I didn't talk. God is good. After two months, oh, you're laughing. That's almost very true. After two months, I was there when an usher in our church came and said, Prof, the man you cursed, I said, I didn't curse any man, please. I didn't, I didn't curse any man. I didn't curse, please. I beg you. So the man you cast has died. I said, ah, me. I didn't kiss anybody. You. He said, sir, you said the man would die. I said, I didn't say the man would die. I said, let's pray against the. I didn't say he's going to die. What is it? He said, ah, he has died. Though. I said, ah, what is it? He said, prof, the man has cancer stage four. So we need prayer. So for some reasons, he went to the house, brought the man from the house, and said, please pray for him. So someone came to me with 250 euros. <laughs> See my brother, I I feel that very soon I'll die. But I believe in you. When you pray for this and I drink, I'll leave. I was moved. So I lay my hands and pray for the man. When I try lay my hands, God says, Stop. God, you're gonna die. How do I tell a sick man that God says go home and die? Oh hello. I'm like, my son, it is well, eh? He says, Will I leave? I said, It's well. Will I die? It is well. <laughs> I can't talk much. The Lord is good. He sat in the car, he got to the house, drank the water, then he left. Not knowing that, he used to do this shipping business in Africa. And that somebody had to give him 18,000 euros. And the person had come back from Africa with the money he had cash for him. Zongo has no wife, has got no child. Who does he give the money to? He was buried like a chicken. He had no insurance in Germany. So they picked him up like that. Threw him like that. Threw him like that. 
for common 50 euros that could save him. You know, God never gives you a full picture of the promise. No. He never, never assumes that whatever you give is a waste. Never. Never. God is good. That is life. Friends, trust me. The Lord is a principled man. And he does things based on what? Principles. You know, every man that is principled looks hard before people. You know, if you're principled, you do what is right. You know what feels good. Oh, did, did you let me church? The Lord gave you seed. You claim you, you give tithe. And God should honor you. God should honor your bands to be full. You think, you think God has, has no... <laughs> Uh, my last word Moses saw God face to face ah God <laughs> you cannot lie to me you cannot lie to me we sing lion of Judah you cannot lie to me Moses saw God face to face. When all the prophets who came before Moses used to call God, the God of Abraham, God says, call me Yahweh. He gave him a code that only Moses would understand. Nobody till date understood why God blessed Moses that much. The Bible says he was, so, he was so humble, so weak. The people gave Moses pressure. The very moment when God was about to elevate him. Out of anger, he now hits God with a stick. And God says, Ah, you have failed the test. Are you aware the Lord even sent angels to defend the dead body of Moses? So if God could send angels to defend the dead body of Moses, why is it that he couldn't pardon Moses for his act? Think about it. No, even the man's dead body. Because God didn't want to communicate shame to his name because of the man's act and death. So people would not believe in God again. He had to tell him to hide so he could kill him. Am I communicating? In this life, you can start this journey and end very bad. Yeah. One thing will always turn you out. See sacrifice. Oh yeah. Have you realized that Pastor Chris has become very popular now? Have you said it? That kilo has become very popular now. He doesn't want to end. He's ever growing. There's a man called Maurice Serrillo. He came to Brazil say years ago. The man went to Nigeria and then entered four churches. One was Papa Ayo. Two for Elenche. Third was Chris Church. He got them, Pastor Chris said, that the Lord says, I should tell you that now that I'm about to die, we are looking for the last evangelist in the world. You will pick up from us. He says, you will get that stadium on TV because no stadium can hold you again. You don't get it. 
He says, if you have to go into a stadium, physical stadium, people will die there and they will call you evil names. So now stay in the house and gather program. So he does a program called Healing Killing Streams. When he, when he streams live on Facebook, there are tenants alone. Now, people will actually have to use their phone to stream live from his official page. So he doesn't have a Facebook account. He has his own King's Chat. He streams from there. When he streams live from King's Chat, about a million watch him live. If that makes sense. Of recent, a small hospital in South Africa called the ministry and said, the people are sick and they're all dying. He says, that's fine. Just put the, the phone or the TV in the middle and tell them to stretch for their hands and, and they all got healed after two hours. Ah, hello? Now, he said that all the expenses, Maurice, his private jet, his hotel, everything, he paid everything and gave the man the same amount of money as a seed. He says, if there's anything I would ever want to die with, he says, may I not die with this mantle and bless him. Out of all the patriots you see today in the world, he's the only white black man that is moving the order of these fathers. All because he understood what it means to give without end. Your giving can't be once. It should be consistent. <laughs> if you hear any man preach to you concerning power in the kingdom, and they take our sacrifice. That's that power. Even demons, even demons, even demons, they understand what it means to kill human beings. They understand that. A witch can actually sacrifice a womb just to have power given. You understand that? You understand that? May God help us to obey Him. Thank you and God bless you for listening to Wisdom Moment with Prophet Benjamin Fodger. Don't forget to share with us how this message has been a blessing to you and your family on plus 324-9209-0454 or email us at office at benjaminfodger.org. Follow Prophet Benjamin on Facebook, YouTube, podcast at Prophet Benjamin Fodger. On Instagram is Benjamin underscore Fodger. Twitter is Senior Benjamin Fodger. And on website is www.benjaminfodjo.org Raise the moment with Prophet Benjamin Fodjo The vision, the mission, the passion.